tobacco. Now, as Seventh-day Adventists, we do much better with tobacco. Only about 1.5% of Adventists in North America smoke. 1.5. So, and only 10% are past smokers of our membership today. So, you know, that's pretty good. So we're doing very well. So this presentation is not for necessarily Adventist, although it might be for Adventist young people. And it also, I, I think this presentation, uh, I've given something similar to this to uh, Qantas clubs, uh, different rotary clubs, uh, Navy, Army, uh, Air Force, uh, you know, soldiers. I've given it to a number of places like that, and it works very well because it really really hits tobacco very hard, like it ought to be. Amen. It, you know, we talk about alcohol being a toxic substance. Well, tobacco is even more toxic. Um, and the, but it's a cleaner thing, you know. With alcohol, if you drink, you're going to affect other people more. And with tobacco, you only affect other people with secondhand smoke, which is pretty bad. But it's not quite as dangerous for your health. Okay, let's deal with the medical consequences of tobacco use. Uh, he mentioned that alcohol was the third uh, preventable cause of death. Tobacco is the first. It's the largest, it's the single most uh, preventable cause of premature death in the United States and, and uh, it will be becoming in the world as well. It's the most important cause of death, even worldwide. And you'll see references to all this. And I want to say something about references. Um, these presentations that I've given here, I've tried to update them. And I've done the same thing with this presentation. But with the research on smoking and tobacco, we did a lot of research in the 1980s and the 1990s. But in, since 2000, there's not been a lot of research on it. Why? Because we already know, why, why put more money into something we know is the most dangerous thing people do. So there's not as much study. Throughout the years, the Surgeon General in the United States has put out issues on tobacco and cancer, tobacco and emphysema, tobacco and pregnancy, tobacco and environmental smoke or secondhand smoke. You know, many of these. And these past editions are available on the US government website, or on the CDC. So you can access all these old past issues. But when it comes to tobacco and cancer, tobacco and heart disease, you're not gonna find much new material. So some of my references are in the 90s, but it's the best I can find. Tobacco is a pandemic. In the last century, one billion individuals used tobacco. 100 million died in the 20th century. But look at this next one. In the 21st century, 1 billion people will die from tobacco-related deaths. 1 billion people. That is a lot of people. And here's what's, when it really comes down to where the rubber meets the road. One in every two smokers will be affected by a premature death. You take 
30, 40 people in this room, if all of you are smoking and start smoking since you were teenagers, one half of you will die of a smoking-related disease. That's how bad it is. Now, what's even worse is that tobacco affects every major system of the body. Smoking affects every major system, and we're going to go over that. Regardless of sex, age, race, ethnicity, nationality, everyone who smokes, chews, or sniffs will suffer devastating consequences. First of all, the oral cavity. Smokers are much more likely to be coughing and be hoarse and have difficulty swallowing if they're using tobacco. How about the senses? Cigarette smoking or impairs the ability to smell, hear, taste, and see. It is a leading preventable cause of visual disorders and blindness in the United States and any other country where people smoke. So it affects all the senses. It's, it's just amazing. I can ever remember a smoking cessation program I did uh, long ago, but it was very vivid. The woman was just almost crying. She says she came to class after she'd stopped smoking, and she says, my baby is six months old. And I've been able to smell my baby for the first time. You know, babies have a particular smell. And she says, I was able, and she was crying. What have I missed? You know, she was so, so broken and so happy, too. So, yes. Uh, relaying that, it's talking about uh, blindness. It's a good question, but I don't know the answer. Do you know, Helen? I don't know of any, and what I was referring, I don't know of any study where they've really, I suppose there might be, but I don't know of the study where they've really looked at both of those risk factors together. Uh, but uh, Alan is exactly right. That's the way they affect the system. The, the, how, the, how is the smell impaired? Smoking affects the smell in both old, old and young, and it even affects individuals that are breathing the secondhand smoke. That means the young... Uh, that are in the same household as a smoker. Much of the flavor of our food comes from smell. So people are not going to be able to enjoy their food as much. Smokers are less likely to detect the odor of natural, natural gas if uh, it should be turned on accidentally. About twice as many smokers as non-smokers have reduced ability to smell. Smoking increases the severity of allerg allergy symptoms uh, rhinitis. Smokers are more likely to snore. Smokers are more likely than non-smokers to develop nose cancer through the, ter though not terminal, it can be terribly disfiguring. So that's how it affects the face and those particular areas. Current smokers are four times as likely to develop a periodontal disease, gum disease. Twice as many older smokers lose their teeth as non-smokers. So you see, we're, we're talking about uh, how it affects the oral head cavity. Smoking causes bad breath, leaves stains on the teeth and tongue, and promotes a buildup of ugly tartar on the teeth. Smoking can cause gum gingivitis, and 86% of teenagers say they would rather date people who did not smoke. Dental implants may fail in smokers who have unhealthy gums. 
So you see there's just, it goes on and on and on. And I don't know about your doctors, but when I go to the doctor, a new doctor, they will ask when they're giving certain medications or whatever, do you smoke, do you drink? Because both of these affect the way you heal or the way medications may affect you. So uh, it certainly affects the teeth, the gums, uh, the, the uh, smell, the taste, everything. Uh, the taste is impaired. One of the first senses to return to a person after they've stopped smoking is their uh, taste. Foods are quickly too salty, too peppery, too sour, too sweet, and too pungent after cessation. They just all of a sudden begin to start tasting their foods. And so after, because what they've done over the years is adding more and more salt, more and more sugar, and all of a sudden all that is changed because their tastes have changed. And this is one of the reasons why smokers start gaining weight after they stop smoking, is they start tasting their food and enjoying their food more. So that's why it makes a difference. Smokers especially, smokeless tobaccos increases the risk of tongue and lip cancer. Surgery causes permanent damages in appearance. So it's going to affect the way people look. And this uh, sometimes will appeal to people if uh, their vanity, if you talk to them in this way. Smokers are 70% more likely than non-smokers to have difficulty hearing. The nicotine in tobacco can disturb the functioning of the inner ear that is responsible for balance. For this reason, first-time smokers or tobacco users experience dizziness and may lose their balance. Second-hand smokers causes people to be dizzy. I will never forget the last day of school of my 10th grade. A group of boys were, went downtown. We were about a half a mile, a quarter of a mile from stores downtown from our school, and they went down, and they picked up... Uh, Actually, these guys stole out of the store cigars, and they started smoking them as on our way back to school. You know, we did this during the noon hour. So they asked me to take a puff or two, and uh, I said, no, I don't care to. Well, oh, come on, come on, you sissy. So I took a, just two or three puffs of this cigar, and when I got to back to school, I, when I, I was sitting near the back, I was having to hold on to each side, you know, this is the aisle, hold on to each side to keep them falling over. I was so dizzy. I don't know if you ever tried smoking or not, but that's about the only time I ever tried smoking anything. And I just become completely dizzy. So it really, really knocks you for a loop. Um, visual impairment. Smoking is the leading preventable cause of visual disorders and blindness in the United States, as I said earlier. Individuals who smoke more than one pack a day are twice as likely to get cataracts. More than one million cataract operations are performed in the United States each year. So, you know, many of those are, have been smokers. Tobacco smoke irritates the eyes. I can never remember. And uh, you don't see this so much anymore when airports would have... A room, you know, within the last 10 years, where they'd have a room where smokers have to go to smoke because you couldn't smoke in the general airport. And here are these smokers, you know, they would be, the tallest was here, they would be sticking out their head out the, the door, and then the next guy, the next tallest, his head was out the door, and then on down, and somebody was on their knees trying to get some fresh air 
in this smoke room in the airport. <laughs> I'd like to take a picture of that. That would be fun. Uh, uh, be aware, uh, a severe form of macular degeneration more than twice as likely occurs in smokers and non-smokers. So you see, uh, it certainly affects the eyes in, 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 uh, in a devastating way. Smokers who develop uh, optic neuritis are far more likely than non-smokers to develop additional problems like color blindness, which may be due to less oxygen. Smokers are 16 times more likely to develop optic neuropathy. Smokers are more likely to develop blurred vision uh, and rapid eye movement and other conditions due to their visual impairment due to their smoking. Oh, what about the brain? That's enough already, isn't it? <laughs> That's pretty, pretty, pretty heavy. But let's talk, look at the brain. Nicotine's action on the brain. It takes 7 to 10 seconds for a puff on the cigarette for the nicotine to reach the brain. That's why it's such an addictive substance, is because people can get a reaction, you know, just almost immediately. The nicotine may stimulate the brain's reproduction or the production of chemicals known as opiates, which play a role in soothing pain, creating a sense of reward and improving positive emotions. So it's a reward mechanism, too. Uh, nicotine may speed up the transmission of neurotransmitters for the smokers between cigarettes. So it, it's really, uh, it, it's, it's, it delivers everything, you know, that, that, for the smoker anyway, that thinks it's good. It makes him feel better. It gives him a reward. It relaxes him. And it all depends on how a person smokes, whether they smoke rapidly. If they smoke rapidly, it's going to affect them one way. If they slope and, and inhale deeply, it then affects them another way. That's the relaxing way to get uh, a reaction from that. Uh, contrary to smoking, uh, contrary to reports on a few years ago, smoking does not improve cognitive function. There was some publicity out just like the alcohol that improved cognitive function, that did not happen. Um, uh, due to increased consumption of alcohol and poor nutrition and increased atherosclerotic plaques in the arteries, due to smoking, the sufferer may suffer poor circulation, loss of brain cells, which may affect the cognitive function, especially in older, older, uh, older smokers. So uh, what happens and why this apparently worked for some people for smokers, and they are, um, don't, use, don't use a cigarette for a while, and then uh, they take a cigarette. This is for addicted smokers. When they take a cigarette, then they seem to function better. You see what I'm talking about? That's why that reported. But for the average person, it does not improve cognitive function. It's just for those that are deprived of the nicotine for some time, and then they take a smoke, it's better than it was when they were deprived. Uh, so that's how you explain that. Nicotine action on the brain, there seems to be some behavioral performance benefits when the smoker smoked a cigarette after 12 hours of cessation. That's just what I said. Smokers do not, form, do not perform their best when suffering withdrawal symptoms. But if a non-smoker smoked a cigarette, cognitive function would definitely deteriorate, not improve. I... <laughs> I've done several programs in China teaching uh, doctors how to stop smoking. And um, I remember my first one I did. It was a very interesting experience. 
And I had, I don't know, I think almost 80, 80, 90 doctors there, right there in Beijing. And uh, I asked them, I says, all right, uh, I want you to, if you want me to come over and teach, I need a week, and I want uh, doctors, and I want non-smoking doctors. Okay, we'll do that. So I uh, started teaching, and after the second or third day, people even sitting on the front seat were going on, dozing off, going to sleep. And I says, boy, I guess I'm getting pretty bad. I can't keep people even awake during my lecture. So I says, I'm going to find out what's really going on. So I, I walked up to this guy on the front row. I, I says, how's it going? Oh, it says rough. I only smoked cigar- 10 cigarettes today. <laughs> and I, I went back to Biagi, the guy that was in charge. And I says, how many of these people smoke? All of them. What do you mean all of them? I asked you to keep, give me non-smokers. He says, I couldn't find any. Now, that's changed today in, smoke, in China, but uh, uh, people can't do their best thinking when they're give, going through withdrawal symptoms, and that's what was happening to this particular doctor or several doctors. It's addictive, too. Cigarettes and, or any form of tobacco smoke, chewed, sniffed, snuffed, is highly is a, highly, is a good device, and it's equally as addictive as heroin or uh, crack cocaine. Now, that's a pretty strong statement, but that's uh, from the U- United Kingdom, Action on Smoking and Health, and from the U.S. government as well, that it's as addictive as crack cocaine, heroin. And so that means that when we're working with people that are, that are smoking, it's very difficult for them to stop. You know, it's, it's a very difficult habit to break. What about the circulatory system? 180,000 um, American smokers die each year from diseases like heart attacks, strokes, and so on. Tobacco causes the arteries to constrict or tighten up within one minute after smoking begins. Our smokeless tobacco is mixed with saliva. The heart rate and blood pressure increase. So you see, again, it hits the brain. It hits in seven to 10 seconds. It hits the circulatory system in a minute, and it starts its action. That's why it's such an effective uh, drug. Though this is temporary, if the smoker lights a cigarette 20 to 40 times a day and puffs 10 to 15 times on a cigarette, this amounts to seven to nine hours of elevation. So you see, this heartbeat is, and this is why one reason why it is um, related to heart disease, their heart rate and blood pressure is up all the time. You know, it's not, it never comes down, really, during their waking hours. Heart attacks. Smokers are twice as likely as non-smokers to have a heart attack. About 30% of all heart attacks are due to smoking. So one-third of heart attacks are due to smoking. And this is in spite of the fact that people are still, you know, there, there's, we have about, we still have about 22% of Americans that smoke. You wouldn't believe it, but uh, they still do. We still have a high percent that smoke. Peripheral artery disease. Smoking accounts for about three-fourths of all cases of peripheral vascular disease. Experts estimate that the peripheral artery disease may be 16 times more higher in smokers than non-smokers. 
And um, if uh, you've, I don't know, I don't have a picture of it here, but I've seen pictures where they look at the circulation and the circulation of smokers starts about right there. And they're smoking their hand, their fingers, their fingers and their, their thermal, the temperature studies, their toes and their fingers. Uh, you can't even see the, the blood, you know, through the thermal pictures uh, because they're peripheral all around the periphery uh, do not receive the blood because the smoking, the tobacco, the nicotine constricts uh, this um, blood circulation. Stroke, smokers are twice as likely as non-smokers to have a stroke. 24% of stroke in the United States are due to smoking. Um, have you had enough yet? I mean, this is pretty bad, isn't it? Um, when we're talking about almost fourths of half of the people that smoke are going to really suffer from it. Uh, congestive heart failure. Smokers are more likely to develop congestive heart failure than non-smokers. Respiratory system. All right, let's talk about another system. When a person smokes, they are exposed to over 4,000 toxic chemicals, which impairs the lung's ability to function properly. Asthma. The death rate among current smokers is more than double that of non-smokers. About six out of every 100 adults have the problem, three out of every 10 children. Tobacco exacerbates this problem. So the respiratory system as well is very much appreciated, but there's more to it than that. Chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Smokers are 10 times as likely to develop COPD, uh, coronary, uh, uh, um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, they're um, 10 times, 10 times as likely to develop the COPD. It's more commonly uh, known as, as emphysema, uh, chronic bronchitis. Smokers are more likely to get infection of all types, influenza, pneumonia, tuberculosis, and you name it. 20% of all cases of COPD are smokers. 90% of all cases, oh, I've said that, um, Still the respiratory system, increased respiratory systems. Smoking impairs the lung function by damaging the cilia, alveoli, bronchioles. This causes mucus to become trapped in your lungs and cause your body to get, uh, to get uh, less nutrients, less oxygen, causing wheezing and shortness of breath. Young people who smoke are three times more likely to develop coughing and uh, mucus in their throat, less oxygen in the lungs and decreased Stamina, that's why sports figures don't smoke very often. Continuing the respiratory system, each year 140,000 Americans die to lung cancer. This is 25% of all cancer deaths. Smoking causes 87% of all lung cancer, all causes of cancer of the lung. 85% of lung cancer causes, uh, cases die within five years, more than half the first year. So that's, it's a very uh, terminal disease. Men who smoke are 20 times more likely at risk from lung cancer and 10 times more likely of bronchitis and emphysema than non-smokers. Women are 10 times, have the 10 times the risk for lung cancer and three times more risk of emphysema and bronchitis. So it has a heavy effect on the respiratory system. Now, what about the urinary system? The bladder and kidneys are the organs that dispose of the toxic substances ingested and this increases the risk of cancer in these organs 
and of course, smokers are high at risk. 7,000 Americans die each year from bladder cancer. Smokers have one half of all bladder cancers. This risk is 300% higher than in non-smokers. Okay, continuing, kidney damage. Individuals who have diabetes and are high blood pressure and, and, and smoke increase the damage of their kidneys. So this is not only their arteries, but their kidneys as well. Smokers have increased urinary problems uh, such as frequent, more frequent urination. Uh, what about lupus? About 2.5 million Americans have lupus, and those Americans who smoke are more likely to get it, and those smokers who already have it experience more problems than non-smokers who have lupus. So it's even affecting uh, uh, the lupus situation. Now, another system, the digestive system. Smoking increases the risk of deadly cancers of the digestive system. Smoking increases risk of Crohn's disease and flame lining of the intestines, and it worsens the problem of people who already have it. Smokers who have heart burn have much more heart burn than non-smokers. Smokers have more ulcers than non-smokers. One-fifth of all ulcers are due to smoking. This is going to give you some information. <laughs> now, in a smoking cessation plan, you don't necessarily want to give this kind of information at the first. This, you could give this information in the, in the fourth or third or fourth week after they've stopped smoking and say, aren't you glad you've stopped? But you can scare them to death, you know. Or, but if you want to give it to a Qantas club or a Rotary club or, or some, you know, group that smokers in the public trying to get them interested in considering uh, contemplation of stopping smoking, it might helpful. Okay, another system, reproductive system. 30% of all deaths due to cervical cancer are due to smoking. Women smokers have twice the risk of um, vulvar cancer. 4,000 of the 12,000 die from cancer each year. 4,000 of the 12,000 uh, that have this type of cancer die each year. Smoking is related to, every, to early menopause, and early menopause increases the risk of osteoporosis. Smoking women have increased menstrual cramps um, or hot flashes, irregular periods, and you name it. Yeah. So you think it better not to use that? I think you, you, you That's a stat that comes from a good source, yes, but, exactly, but 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 Oh, okay. Are are seen in smokers. Okay. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, we'll go on just a minute. It's got to save it. If I didn't do it now, I wouldn't have it, and you would you would have it wrong when you when you get a copy of this. So we want to be sure you have the right. Okay, good. We got that. Uh, women who smoke are sixty percent more likely to be infertile. What about that? And again, that will come back to the same promiscuity mm -hmm. because they'll get, well, maybe not a direct portion of 
Women have more miscarriages? Yeah. Women smokers are more likely to have premature babies? Yes, that's true. Okay. Okay, which can you reach short term risk? Okay, good. Okay, smoking increases complications during delivery? Yes, because the babies are having potential deficiencies. What about ectopic pregnancies? Yes, because they're more likely to have tubal damage too. What about stillbirths? There's more stillbirths because they have low what about, what about, that hit, that's his specialty. That's why I'm taking advantage of him. What about SIDS? Uh, SIDS, yes. SIDS, this is one of the causes. Mm -hmm. But it is associated, or co cor correlated. Very correlated. Okay, good. Okay. Smaller babies, you've already said that. 20 to 30% of small birth weight babies are due to smoking. The longer a woman smokes during pregnancy, the greater the effect uh, on the baby size. What about uh, smoking during the first three months of pregnancy? Is worse than? Okay, good. I'm glad you're here to, to, to explain these things. You know, in a slide program, it's it, you can't just go into all of it. But I think it's good for you to know that these uh, stats that I have got out of the literature, uh, he's got a biological explanation for them. Um, okay, reproductive system. Smoking women are higher present babies with birth defects, cleft palate, and so on. Smoking women are less likely to be breast to breastfeed. Uh, that's not because the tobacco, that, you know, they're more related to their personality. Mm -hmm. What about uh, in breast milk, the smoke, uh, the, the, the nicotine and the different poisons go through the milk right to the baby, right? Okay, good. Long-term complications uh, are, are of children born to smoking mothers. Long-term, that true? Okay, let's wait till we get over there. Let's increase risk of allergies. Uh, higher blood pressure during childhood, increased uh, childhood obesity, poor lung function, poor lung function, possible increased learning disabilities. Okay, all right. I'm gonna. I'll ch that slide is um, 38. I'll change that later. But but you'll have the corrected copy. I'll I'll change that. Okay. About men now. Oh, that was women. Let's talk about men. Men who smoke have increased risk of cancer of the, you know what? Uh, smoking increases risk of erectile dysfunction. Uh, uh, dysfunction. Yeah, yeah. When men who smoke are twice as likely to suffer from erectile dysfunction and impotence, about 30 million men experience ED. Smoking may increase risk of male infertility, risk of 
Peyronie's disease increased seven times in men who smoke. I suppose this would appeal to men, would it not? Mm -hmm. I mean, what I mean. Well, to, <laughs> that's what I mean. You'd have their attention. Okay. Ooh. All right, well, that's enough on uh, sexual dysfunctions when smoking. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll stop smoking. <laughs> But, I mean, that's not all smoking does. Let's deal with the skeletal, skeletal now. Cigarette smoking causes serious problems with the bones. Smoking increases risk of osteoporosis due to interference with calcium absorption. Teenage girls who smoke have less dense bones than non-smoking teenagers. Broken bones of a smoker take twice as long to heal. 369 days on a smoker compared to 136 of a non-smoker. Smoking is associated with decreased healing and increased complications after surgery. If you've ever had surgery, your doctor will ask you, do you smoke? And so they won't know how to, how to deal with that. <clears throat> the bones in the body are connected to, by joints and smokers have increased risks of joint problems like arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, lupus, and so on. Smokers are twice as likely to develop rheumatoid arthritis and it may spread to other parts of the body. Smoking interferes with medications used to treat these diseases. Joints may be affected by osteoarthritis. The smokers have more back pain and as well as other pain and of the bone and muscle. Smokers are more likely to, to have more bone and muscle injuries due to reduced flow of blood to the bones and muscles. Now, let's do with the skin. Smokers have increased risk of skin cancer, squamous cell carcinoma. Smokers are twice or three times more likely to have psoriasis, a disease which causes the skin to be reddish and very sensitive. And I've seen people, that, and I know Alan has too, with this disease, it's a, it's a miserable disease. Um, but smokers are twice to three times more likely to have it. Smokers have a yellowish skin around the fingers, nails, and face due to decreased circulation in the fingers and face and to the tobacco smoke as well. More wrinkles, I'll get to that. Skin problems, skin systems. Smokers in their 40s have as, have, have as many wrinkles as non-smokers in their 60s. So it's gonna age a person about 20 years. Wrinkles begin to develop in their 20s. <coughs> Smokers have more irritated skin and as, as non-smokers. Smokers have increased levels of some antibodies and decreased levels of others. Uh, therefore, smokers are more subject to infectious diseases of the respiratory tract, gum disease, infections after surgery, and so on. Smokers have power, have uh, poor response to immunizations, such as flu, hepatitis B, vaccines, and so on. When getting immunizations are usually, uh, they ask, do you smoke? Because so many of Comment or question? That's the immune system. Uh, HIV carriers are those with AIDS, are, are those with AIDS, experience poorer health if they are smokers. Smokers may be more subject to contact allergies such as nickel in, uh, found in bra straps, blue jeans, jewelry, and uh, metal buttons. So they're more allergic to clothes, contact dermatitis, so to speak. Mental health. 
Smoking is related to greater and greater mental health problems such as depression, anxiety, uh, schizophrenia, and drug abuse. That's why the use of antidepressants with smoking cessation strategies are more effective. Whether smoking causes uh, depression or depressed people smoke uh, is not known, but what is known is smokers are more depressed and more difficult, it's more difficult for them to quit. And that's why Zyban and some of these things are very helpful to use or to uh, uh, ask them to get a prescription to use in a smoking cessation program. 70% of schizophrenia, uh, schizophrenia smoke compared to less than 25% of the general population. So uh, that's another terrible disease. Tadaka is a depressant and a stimulant. When a smoker draws several puffs from a cigarette in rapid succession, it becomes a stimulant. When the smoker inhales slow, low, and, and, and slow and deep in their lung, it becomes a depressant. Smoking is a gateway drug. Among teenagers, smoking is strongly linked to other types of drug use. Spiritual health. Many religious people will, many religions will recognize that using tobacco is also a moral issue. It's wrong to kill oneself slowly or to kill other people with ETS. That's environmental tobacco smoke, secondhand smoke. It is right to be smoke-free. This information on tobacco effects on the body system is primarily taken from this report, the 2004 United States Surgeon General's Report on Smoking and Health, and the World Health Organization Report on Global Epidemic 2008. Okay. That's it. And it's time for dinner. This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www.nadhealthsummit.com or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.